This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Um, I'm, I'm cracking up because uh, it's been it's it's already quite a start to the We're week. We're such is a it, sham. Is it only Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. God, uh, God, help. God help me. God help us all. Um, so welcome to another episode of the show. Um, welcome to those of us or those of you watching on YouTube uh, and welcome to my co-host today chris percy and chris how are you sir i it's a great day it's honestly i'm having an awesome day this is the first day i've done nothing all day in so long <laughs> like i took three finals yesterday in one day and now i just get to enjoy uh freedom for a little bit that's well congratulations on finishing your first half of your first year of college um i will yeah i was not even gonna did not even think of this until just now but i have to share this story now i was so excited to finish um all my finals Uh, i went to obviously like you fordham and the difference is that i lived in i was still living at home in staten island at the time well you're living at home obviously as i could see yeah i took my finals from uh my my room from your house well i me and my my best friend aaron uh we drove uh, through Brooklyn and we made a little detour from the Bronx and we stopped at Ellen B Spumoni gardens. And I had in one sitting, what is to this day, still my record for food consumption in, in one, one meal. I had eight slices of Sicilian pizza from Ellen B Spumoni gardens. And that is how I celebrated finishing my first semester at Fordham university. And you are on here doing a podcast, a mailbag podcast with me. So I'll give you one guess who won, won this uh, trade off here. Uh, COVID takes the, takes the, <laughs> takes COVID, the COVID wins, COVID wins. We all lose COVID wins. Um, pretty, pretty much. Um, the I, other uh, thing, sorry, what were you saying? No, I, I was just going to say, we have some, we have some good questions. We, we I, do. I, I had a lot to, usually it's you who puts out the, the question, uh, requests, but I, it, it was me this time and I got a bunch that were very, you know, fun for me to, to, to sift through. I tried picking some that would, you know, best encompass all the different themes to, to touch on. Um, so, and I'm sure um, you did a great job, unfortunately, <laughs> because um, I am, you know, swimming in a massive shit that includes, you know, a full-time job and raising a child who have we, who we've been keeping at home for the last two weeks. Again, thanks COVID. Um, I, this will be the first time that I am seeing any of these questions. So full disclosure, um, <laughs> the, 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 the level of preparation from this podcast, those, uh, leaves, leaves a bit to be desired on the bright side. Um, last thing before we actually get to the questions, I'm fairly certain that my daughter is a serial killer because we, ah. we, asked, her, we asked her to make her Christmas list today. And this is what she came up with. Can you see this? If you're, if I mean, obviously if you're listening on uh, just on a podcast, you should. Oh go. yeah, I can. Go and tune into the YouTube channel just for this because it's really something to behold. Um, Looks like a David Fisdale whiteboard during a timeout. Maybe my daughter should be the next coach of the Knicks. Although I think, uh, oh my God, I almost did it again. Another Freudian slip. A few people made me aware or referred to Tibbs as as Fizz on the last episode. I'm going to try not to do that ever again. (sighs) Um, Okay, enough uh, precursory banter uh, from me. You want to get this thing started? What's our first question? Uh, it's a, it's a 
it's a, it's a two word answer to the first one, but I think it's a fun question. Who's your prediction uh, for who makes the most three pointers this year from Janadios Casotis? Um, and then I'm seeing here also over, over on there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a second, but I, th- oh, okay. I thought, I, I, I finally opened the email that you sent me several days ago. Um, ah. For who makes the most threes on the team this year? That's a really wonderful question. It's have, tough, right? I have my instant. What's your instant? What's your instant Burks. answer? He's the obvious one, but there's a playing time thing there because I could see them moving him to the bench. at some like of all of the current starters, other than maybe Noel, I think he has the most, or, or obviously Randall, if he gets traded, I think he has the most, you know, I was going to say it on the note of Randall, does oh. a world exist where, where, where Listen, a bunch I, it's crazy. Your shit has happened. Um, I was, the other guy I was thinking is, is Barrett. And maybe that's me being openly overly optimistic because he's only made one. Three. I was going to say that's a, that's a lot. That's that. But I would love it. I'd love it. I would. Here's the thing. I think he's going to take a fair amount of them. And the other guy that just popped into my head is Obi Toppin. Um, I think those are both answers that are too cute by half. And I, I'm going to go with Burks as well, but um, there are like a few people that it would not, it would oh, not yeah. shock me. And RJ, I mean, I was, I was, I was lucky enough to be at the Chicago game last year where he kind of said, all right, Kobe white, I'm done with the conversations about who's better between us. I'm going to show everyone right now and went full baby James Harden against, of course the, the shit bulls, but it was a great game and he hit a step back three right before the end of the first half. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, makes me think like if he adds something like that, uh, we just saw Killian take a couple interesting, you know, three pointers, just not regular catch and shoot. He created some, some stuff for himself in just his first preseason game. So maybe we see RJ get a little creative. I would love to, but well, I'm going to save my, my my answer remains Burks. No, it's, it's the, it's the right answer. Um, I'll save my extended thoughts on RJ for later, but the other part of this question uh, over under Mitch five, three point, Wait, makes three five-point attempts. Yeah, okay, yeah. so how many does he make this year? Does he make over or under five? Um, I, 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 I gotta say, I think it's gonna be under because I, I think he, I would be shocked if he takes ten. But then again, at the end of the year, uh, well, no, but then he'll get his ass on the bench if he starts just firing away. I'm gonna go under. What are you? Where are you? I that those last two months of the That's season the that thing. we were yeah. robbed of. Uh, last season yeah. of it was going to be RJ and Mitch Fest, and yeah. then we were robbed of it. Now we might get RJ, Obi, and Mitch Fest, though, which is which is pretty cool. So if that happens, and you know, pick and pop, they start doing that, then he could make like six on the year and and screw the under I, easily. But yeah, I, no, I, I mean, think I, the under is the smart. I, I'm gonna say like if I if if, we, if I had to place a bet right now, it would go on under. Okay. I mean, of these two bets, Logic. I would I would bet uh, Burks even money on on our on the leader. I would not place money on on either way on on Mitch. Um, yeah, but I think the over under of five is that's the right line. Um, okay. What's our next question? Question two comes from Ray Marcano. Where will hey, the Ray. Knicks up, struggle most? A three point shooting. B pick and roll defense. C convincing Julius Randle that he should play within himself. See, this is funny. I have a quick answer to this. Um, I think it's going to be three-point shooting, and I think it's. O- I know it's only two games, but there's the one-shooter lineups. Just well, it's but tearing so, tearing away out there at at, at the three-point attempts. Well, let's put it this way. I just I just credibly like put it out there that RJ could lead the team in three pointers this year, which is obscene because this is a guy that shot 32% last year, 33%, whatever it was. Um, They're one of two teams making less than one out of every four uh, of their three point attempts uh, right now through the preseason. They're making. That's good. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good start. Yeah. You love to hear that. They're dead last. Um, I, I don't, I don't see where the, where the point guard is coming from that is going like, yeah, maybe they start running out quickly a point guard for 15, 20 minutes a game the last like couple months. But other than that, they don't have a, a point guard who can make a three. Um, OB looks like it's going to be, you know, like a, like for look, but this way, if we got 32% from, if we got the 32% that we got from RJ last year, from OB this year, you'd sign for that right now. Right. <laughs> 
No, oh, it wouldn't. Man. On like would. exact volume. On, I mean, it feels like he's going to put exact up. Volume, to, I'll take, yeah, I'll take, I'll sign it feels that. like he's going to put up like two to three a game. So, whatever. I Here's the the bigger reason I'm going with three point shooting is because I think they're actually going to be good in pick and roll defense. I think Noel's good. I think Mitch is good. I think, um, you know, yes, Toppin is a, is a bit of a concern, but I actually, keeping Toppin like close to the basket, I actually feel better about that than at this point, at least than figure than him figuring out where around like the arc he needs to be at the right time, depending on all the other shit that's going on. It's like you're taking away things. So I think they're going to be fine. Pick a well, relatively fine. Pick and roll defense. And I actually, I don't know, man. I, I think between, you know, Kenny Payne, coach Julius at Kentucky Tibbs has a, you know, has, has praised him. Clearly, Tibbs is trying to get Randall on board with his effusive praise of uh, of the big man. Um, you know, Johnny Bryan has had his his, his you know moments uh, bringing guys into into the fold. I, I think, and I think Julius knows he's like it's put up or shut up time. This is his NBA career; it's on the line. And I know Game Two doesn't bode well for my prediction that they will maybe be able to get him to play within himself, but. Um, yeah, I would say they're going to struggle most with three-point shooting. Fair answer. Well, I think- Question three gets into some of the some of the things you just you know uh, dipped a toe in. How do you feel about Coach Tibbs' style so far? Is the first of three from bench warmer posts. So Tibbs' style just in the final, the first two preseason games is is not uh, too huge of a sample size, but just from what you've seen in general, it, it's big enough for me to fall in love. I, I I think. Oh I'm, no! No, listen, man. I'm already. I think <laughs> tomorrow they can sign me to start at center, and you'd be like, "No, you know what? He's a good kid. He's a good kid. <gasps> you are a good kid. Uh, that's why I brought you aboard." Um, to Wednesday's newsletter is going to feature my first t- uh, self-made Tibbs uh, GIF um, of him just yelling and shouting um, obscenities at at I don't think anyone in particular, but it you know I, I felt the need, and it will not be the last. I just I think. When you have a franchise that's been the laughing stock of the league for two decades, you like this is this is what you want your coach to do, unless guys tune him out, and they're certainly not tuning him out yet. Whether they will at some point down the line, I personally, you know, I, I don't think they will because I don't know how anybody would have the luxury of tuning him out. Nobody carries that cat level of of Carl gra- Anthony Towns level of gravitas within this organization right now. So right. yeah, I love it. Gotcha. The the second, do you think Randall will be flipped by the deadline? God. Um. I I mean, obviously, I want to say yes, but no, I don't think. I don't know who. I don't know who's dying to get their hands on some Julius Randall. Because at this, no, but at this point, it's like you're so you're right. But but how do you? So how do you flip him? You can. You flip him, you we, flip know, him. we know it's possible. You look at the contracts that are getting moved around the league. You know it can okay. be done. So he, but he, then you look at actual, you know, team matches. Does this team that can take him want him? And then things get a little murky. So, so you flip him. You could flip him for bad money. Which where's the where's the bad money out there? And is, is someone really going to pay the premium to get? You know, and, and it's like, and the Knicks are going to want. Cause they're going to be like, he's our best. I, I, I got yelled at for saying something. I, I shouldn't generalize. He is our, he is our, the, the one guy on offense who brings attention to himself for better or often for worse. The Knicks are, are I just don't think they're in a position right now where they're like, here, take this guy off our hands for, for literally anything. And as long as they put some premium on what he actually or theoretically can do for this team, then you know, then what do you, then you're asking for something real back and you're really asking for something real back if you're taking on somebody's bad money. And I just don't know, you know, cause like now, especially with, you know, Giannis signing today, um, who's dying to get money off their books. I don't know who that team is. It's just, man, I just don't. And then the last, the last thing would be is like some team convincing themselves that they're a Julius Randall away from a, from a, a, whatever a finals run or a, a deep playoff. Run. No, I don't. Right. Just, I, I, I still Minnesota still strikes me as like, I, I, I keep thinking, I keep coming back to 
Minnesota. Um, Minnesota and Charlotte were, were the two teams I kept coming back I watched to. Watch bits of Minnesota the last uh, two games they with, played against Memphis. Were they playing at the four? They're, play, they're starting, oh, my God, big doofy white guy. Um, Jake Lehman? Yeah, thank you. He is the he is the aforementioned yeah. big doofy white guy. That is the all right. That's the the big doofy white guy in question. Um, and they also have yeah, but they need more Jake Laymans. They don't need a Julius Randall because guess what? I, I well, I don't actually know if they lost last night. I didn't watch it till the end, but like they need dirty work guys. They they don't have enough of those because they have too many of the Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russells and Carl Anthony Townses of the world. They did lose to the Grizzlies. They lost again last night. Okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. And what are they? What are you? What are you getting from them? What are you going to get? A, a heavily protected twenty twenty three first round pick that eventually converts to two seconds if it ever like I, I just right. And they probably are hesitant. I would I would think maybe to throw picks and deals because they're thinking you know we might want those to stockpile uh, assets for a trade for like a real other guy whether they whether they have booker delusions or or whatever it is pairing the three buddies you know whatever their plans are i think i think their draft capital cash in plans are bigger than julius randall i just it's it's not there's there's only one ball and i don't yeah it's just it does it it it, no okay what's is there another part of this question before we move on (laughs) yeah third third part is is there a chance uh, for the knicks to look at frank as a point guard uh, who could take DSJ's minutes away? You know, we saw Tibbs put him in at, at PG for a little. What do you? What's your read there? I think your best chance is they give RJ more playmaking responsibilities as the season goes on, and he is the right. I'm spoiling Wednesday's column, um, and he or the end of Wednesday's column, and he is the de facto second unit point guard alongside a Frank and or in Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Frank's not the point guard, but, like, it's, like, you know, the poor man's version of name any any big, like, you know, Kawhi and, like, Pat Beverly or something, where it's, like, yes, Pat Beverly is the point guard, but, yeah. So, that's right. What gotcha. All right. Question four on the subject of the playmaking abilities of, of one Rowett Barrett <laughs> Jr. Uh, Vin Caravalli asks, is there a possibility of RJ developing into a real plus playmaker? He seems to have good passing instincts and maybe the solution to the PG problem is to have multiple playmakers. So right along what you just said, but uh, you know, your thoughts on RJ potentially spiced up playmaking chops that we've seen. He's, I mean, he's not a, Look, he's not a starting NBA point guard. I think you're. I think you're. Right. you're I, 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 that should go without saying. I yeah. think. I think your your goal. See, here's the complicating factor, right? Is you look at a guy like Jason Tatum, which I think Nick fans in their rosiest of future outcomes imagine RJ being some lesser version of that, right? Um, uh, yeah, I. I and and look and listen. Two games in, I'm a hell of a lot more impressed than I ever thought I would be. Um, Jason Tatum, it's not. Is that, what I'm like offended by that almost. Like, Why? Then you ever thought that's 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 harsh. Then you you're more he's, impressed. He's 17 two, for his two last preseason games. Have you more impressed than you ever thought you would be about RJ Bear? He's 17 for his last 27 from the field. I didn't think there would be a stretch where he took of all season where he took 27 shots and made 17 of them because I can read numbers that are on websites about the season he had last year. Is that a sufficient answer? That's all it is. Just I, I was I'm lucky. I learned to read at a young age. Um so, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm very impressed. I I think, you know, there is a version of him now that I think, yeah, maybe he is a poor man's, you know, again, like Butler in the finals last year is the obvious example. But he's like, that's really just so wildly optimistic. And it, it, it but whatever it is, there's the there's the, you know, engine of the offense component of it, but then there's the actual being able to make the right passes and plays off of being that engine. 
So it's right. not just one challenge. It's two challenges that are interrelated, but they, but they are, are, are somewhat unique. I think he has the passing ability. I think we've like, we saw that last year and I think we've seen even better, like his passing on the move. I went back and watched every one of his assists last season at the beginning of quarantine. And there were very few of them that were made on the move. Um, and he's made a few already. And some passes that he's made on the move that did not go in, that were not assists because the basket wasn't me, but they were really high quality passes. So I think he has that aspect of it. I think it's, it's the matter of, can he, can he be, you know, that, that caliber of individual offensive creator and, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful for this season right. though. I definitely want to see him run, run the second unit offense from time to time for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at it, you know, when, once you're fortunate enough to be in a situation where RJ is not your primary. Um, and then that playmaking is like a plus to have from a wing guy, instead of like what you need as the best player on a bad team, like you need a certain amount of playmaking ability. Like instead of going from a, it, it'll go from a necessity to like a surplus, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if he has that plus passing ability down the line, you know, if, yeah. if we're not, if he's not in a position where he has to be making plays I, and, and he instead can do cool stuff like that, you know, and it's seen differently. So, yeah, that, like, again, it's a small thing, but like the little step back mid range jumper he hit coming off a, a curl. Oh, he looks double. really comfortable. Yeah. It's just like that's something that shot. we didn't see a lot last year. So the fact that he's making it now is, is great. You know, we'll see where right. we can go from here. So our next question, we got – it was somewhere around a, a fifth of our <laughs> submitted questions were about Kevin Knox, either half about Knox or a third or fully – in some capacity related to Kevin Knox. He was, he was, he was, he was, frequent, he was frequently mentioned in, in the questions. I picked the question, though, that I think might lead to the best answer. <laughs> From you, which is from Alan Seppenwall, who asks, if Kevin Knox had attended any other university, would he still be in the team's plans at all based on his play thus far? Um, well, the easy answer is I don't think the team should be making any judgment based off of two preseason games. Um, I think what he means is based on his play thus far through two years. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, I thought he okay, that makes more sense. Um yeah, because Scott Perry made the pick and Scott Perry is still here. And I think Scott Perry if if does they, Leon care though. Like, well, but then why does like so let's play this out, right? Scott Perry is would not theoretically be here if he did not have some voice still right. within the organization. And if if they had dealt away Kevin Knox for what they could have realistically got for Kevin Knox this summer. Um, it's essentially like cutting off Perry's nuts and tossing them um, out of a, you know, the, the <laughs> off of the roof of four pen Plaza. Right. Um, and I don't, and they, you know, but Perry's here and I think they still listen to him to a certain extent. So I think it has more to do with Perry still being here. Um, and I do think it still has to do with the fact that like, you know, I think they did think to a certain extent it, it would take a while with Knox. I thought, I don't think they thought it would quite take this long and be this arduous of a road. Right. Um, but you know, you continue to hear all of the, all the, all the good stuff, the, the conditioning and, you know, he's putting in the time and he's a great practice player. And like, but I'm not going to lie though. I, I don't know if I'm stepping on another question, but of all the things that I've seen through two games, the only thing that has me, really both distressed and somewhat legit. Like Dennis Smith Jr. I'm not surprised by the fact that he's struggling on offense because again, I have eyes and I watched him last year. Um, the I was upside hopeful. though. The- I, yes. The, oh, the upside. But I was hopeful. I was hopeful. Yeah, he's, bad. he's been terrible on offense. Um, but Kevin Knox, I legitimately was like, okay, we're going to see, I don't know how much better it's going to be, but I think we're going to see a better guy on offense. And other than like one, literally one jump shot that he looked really the pull up. on, but that, it was it was cool. It was a nice looking pull up, right? It looked really good. Other but yeah. other than that, I mean, game two, my god, I rewatched all of his minutes today. It's like boy, and he had a, I didn't have the heart to tweet it out, but he had a coverage, not a coverage mistake on defense. How can I put this? 
there was something he should have very clearly realized where a player went and like basically uh, Reggie Bullock went and covered the covered middle as someone was coming off a pick and Reggie Bullock's man, because he had to cover middle shot over to the, to the three. And it was good. I forget what shooter was, but good shooter. And they were wide open and Knox just like completely. Yeah. Maybe it was him. And, And Knox just completely and totally just, it didn't register to him that like, wait, the guy who was covering this dude is now over here. So he's not covering the guy anymore. So I need to cover that guy because he just ran past me. And that's, that's di- like, as opposed to Obi, who I tweeted out today, like is recognized, clearly is recognizing stuff. He just hasn't. He saw the guy. Yeah. yeah. Saw the he saw that. He, he saw it was V again. He saw, yeah. he saw him and said, Oh, someone needs to be there. And then yeah, was like, Oh but, shit, I'm someone and started running over. And that's, like, listen, a, that's, that's like a rookie thing. But that's a step, right? That's a sign. That's a that's a little thing that you could take some encouragement in. And the fact that there's not more of those little things with Knox that you could take encouragement in is is worrisome. Um, so yeah, that's enough. I know we got a, a billion questions on Knox, but that's I, that's all I could say about young Kevin. I'm still hopeful though. I'm still Kevin. If you're out there, I'm still very hopeful. So show prove me wrong. Next question comes from Barbara. Uh, do you think? <laughs> I just looked at the question. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to straight. Do you think that Rivers' groin injury is because he's been hanging out with Frank? Do we need team groin insurance? Two parter. I needed Your to take. take. I needed to take a sip of my beverage before I answered this. By the way, this is. I, oh wait, I can't talk about. You're still underage. I can't talk about what I'm drinking with you. I got a, a podcast listener yelled at me for this one time. Right. So I shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, it's, the, it's the way she goes. I, 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 it's I, really good, though. It's this it's Siponi. My, my wife picked it up. It's it's rye whiskey with honey coffee. It's the deli- it's really quite delightful. I have to here. It's really very good. Um, <laughs> I'm an impressionable teenager who doesn't know what any of that you stuff is. But should, you're you describing it as you're describing it as fun. So should probably devote my life to uh, well, my my daughter saw the saw the little uh, box of it in the fridge, and she's oh like, no, she and there's a pink, but their logo is a B because it's it's sip it's like sip honey except without the H so sip honey and she's like why ah, is there why is there a B box in our fridge and I said it's honey that was well, what I thought of I mean there's honey in it anyway we are officially off topic. Um, <laughs> Right. Back to the back to the serious question of of, of Rivers groin injury, man. um, I I think how cool would it be if there was some kind of an internal? Actually, no, that probably would not be cool. Um, I'm not going to (laughs) finish. Where the hell was? Don't Don't tell me where that where that thought was going. um, I think that Rivers is a just like Frank, handsome, two handsome young men. Um, I think they're uh, you know. New York, New York and the and the ladies in New York should be very happy to to have them as part of their lives. I'll just say that. Emmanuel quickly is the subject <laughs> of the next question. <laughs> which is a uh which you know we got we got two questions, so I'm I'm gonna uh morph them into one here. So do, Zach do what Smith you do. Do what Zach you do, Smith Chris. and don't take my name at don't take my name ask. What did you think of IQ at point? Every time he touched the ball, it seemed like the D collapsed hard because he can shoot the three. I saw a triple team at some point. Even if he's not the one of the future, what do you think the chances are we see more of him there this season? Don't take my name. Were my eyes deceiving me or did quickly legitimately look like a solid NBA point guard in the second preseason game? Could RJ, IQ, and Frankie see some solid run together as a unit this year? I would love that personally. but Yeah, I think... Of like two games in, I think the, I think the lineup that I'm most excited about would be those three. It would be those three Obi and Mitch, right? That's those. Yeah, are the, that's, that's I tweeted out before the second game. I was like, hey, the Knicks should do that uh, Frank plus shooter plus RJ Obi Mitch thing that uh, that we've t- been talking about that I maybe mean, doing. And then they did it with quickly. I was like, holy moly, Tom Thibodeau, this is not. So, no. <laughs> like, it, we, it was great. And the fact that he's trying it out, trying it out is a good sign. I actually might take that back though, because here's the thing. And this is to say nothing bad towards Mitch. Um, we're getting a little off track, but I'll, I'll make it quick. I think that th- I, I don't know that I could say that it's a lineup that I'm most excited about if Obi isn't at the five. 
And I realize that's me pissing all over the concept of defense. And I get that, but (laughs) just like, okay, he's going to be a bad defender this year. We know that, right? Let's accept it. But just the note, because his future as an NBA, like his ceiling as an NBA player, and this is actually going to dovetail with the quickly answer is as a center, right? It's maybe it's not as a starting center, but it's, the you know the 10 15 minutes of a game that really matter he's going to have to figure out how to man the middle because i just think that's how offenses are going to be most dangerous with him especially if the jump shot continues to develop so right. i think i might actually amend that answer and take mitch out and put in i almost want to say austin rivers get a little little, little shooting a little little ball movement this is why I, this is why i really wish we had poku oh yeah that'd be fun um but definitely quickly, Nilakina, RJ, and Obi. I'm excited to see those guys together more. Um, here's what I think about Emmanuel quickly. I think they drafted him with the intent that over the course of a couple of years, they could turn him into not a point guard in like, you know, the Chris Paul sense of point guard, but a point guard in the sense of like Donovan Mitchell, which is to say, um, and I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to become Donovan right. Mitchell. That's or not a, yeah, no, I but it, it's That's not a comp. No, the fact that like you can have Donovan Mitchell run the show and his offense is such that that is like, you know, that's good. And you want that because it like his shooting is so good and such a threat that if you can get like, yes, it's easy to just play him on the at the two and you'll have a valuable role player in the NBA. But why not shoot for the stars? It's so early. He seems like one hell of a worker. Why not see if you could get just enough, you know, go down the list, ball handling, you know, vision, passing accuracy, all the things that, again, it's not what a point guard needs to do. It's what a guy who handles the rock for a predominant number of NBA possessions needs to do. You know, it's like the same thing that the Heat are probably going to try to do with, with Tyler Harrow down the line. It's like Tyler Harrow's not a point guard, but like, you could already start to see the seeds being being planted there. So, you know, um, I do not think he's going to be in the rotation to start the year, though. I'll, I'll, I'll say I, I said that on Sunday night. And I'll, right. say that, I'll say that again. It, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, OK, so our next question, I want to preface it with. Think about this question before you ever say anything again about Dennis Smith Jr. Um, and the question is not about Dennis Smith Jr. I just want. I just, yes. Okay. The question is from Novocaine2020, who asks, for a team that has been devoid of good PG play for so long, how would each young building block, Mitch, RJ, Knox, I'm going to throw Obi in there, benefit from a real floor general sharing the court with them? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> this is the reason why I would have I would have been happy if they traded for Chris Paul. Chris Paul, and yeah, I knew I knew exactly where. It... No, I mean it's that's that's obvious, isn't it? Um, like again, Wednesday's newsletter. So it's it's all about <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. and it's it's not good. It's, it's really bad. Um, and you're just, you know, Tibbs said it after the game, and I I made the I wrote it in the newsletter that like we heard so. I feel like I heard so often last year, whether it was Fizz or Mike Miller saying about Frank, like he gets us into our offensive sets. Like he gets us into our offense. And I always heard that. I'd be like, that's such bullshit. That's like, you can't find a a nice thing to say about. So it's like saying someone has beautiful eyes. It's like, just call me ugly. I'd rather you just say you're ugly than say I have beautiful eyes. Well, that's kind of how I took that. But now, seeing Dennis Smith Jr. be unable to get <laughs> into its offensive sets. Dude, the stuff um, he comes he's got like a Hall of Fame improviser out there in the sense that like the, the shit he comes up with to do that's like not smart. Who, where does that come? Like, where do those well, ideas come from? Like, here's I, what the is thing. he doing? Like, what's I, he- I don't know if it's a mental thing as much as it's just like physically, like his handle's bad. Like, I don't know. Like, and I, I, I watched this guy as a rookie. His handle was not this bad as a rookie. Like, what happened? He can't split two defenders. And the two defenders are Derek Rose and Jaleel fucking Okafer. We're not talking about Kawhi and Paul George here. You know? Like, when did this when did this happen? I don't, uh, you know, so that's, that's uh, you know, you want to tell me it's two preseason games. But, like, come on, as a fourth-year 
point guard. What? Like, what, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, it's th- th- there seems to be a lack of burst. Um, he turned the corner once the other night and had like, but again, Derek Rose like gave him the runway. I just, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where. De- I don't know where Dennis Smith Jr. is gone. Uh, that is that is my answer uh, to that question. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, we've only got a couple left. I'm going to get into this next one from Evan Jane Uh It's 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 a good one. It, it's okay. it's a it's a thinker. It's a thinker. Uh, Ooh, and, and you might have an obvious easy answer, and you know, but but it's not it's not a fun one. So so we'll see. Which which new Nick aside from Obi and IQ do you see having the longest tenure in a Nick uniform, and why? Which one of them would you like to see here the longest as well? Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I just, I was. Which new Nick which will new have the Nick? longest tenure here? Obi and quickly not. So not including them, which guy that they brought aboard this summer do you will have the do longest tenure? Do any tenure? of them? I was, I was like. That's th- a good yeah. question. Um, I mean, Rivers is. It, is it's a essentially a one-year deal, but man, I'm not gonna lie. My well, dude, but I I could say Powell too. I could say ah. Powell. This is a good question. Um, right. The three, the three the three answers that came to mind instantly were um, Rivers, Miles Powell, and then the third one is Nerland Noel. That that was my dark horse because if they, I don't know if he's a dark horse, man. They I move on from elsewhere and then throw him a long-term Could you elsewhere like it like everybody doesn't know what you're implying elsewhere like Voldemort I I get I get shredded to like if if I even suggest anything along those lines so I don't do it anymore I stop don't don't suggest it because look he's Mitch is here and he is he still has a higher potential than Nerland's Noel ever will and um and the Knicks should really like I've seen this organization for longer than you have been alive, literally longer than you have been alive, piss away opportunities at developing young talent and then just flat out young talent. Um, so I would really rather they not do that with Mitchell Robinson for, for as quirky as he is. Um, that being said, if you're asking me to make an honest prediction, which of these guys do I think would be here the longest? Oh man. I can't say Powell just because we haven't seen the guy play, and the guy's not even on an NBA contract yet, so that would be a bit presumptuous. Um, I was, I think, I was going to say my my like the three options that came to mind were Rivers, Noel, and none of them. Like they they just all are gone. They're all gone. No, I think somebody. Will, I think somebody will be back. Um, I'm going to say Noel. I just have a gut. It's a gut feeling. I just have a gut feeling. I think they. Tibbs like he it. like. I think he likes it here. I think they like him. Um, like I was on his, he had zoom me availability today and he just seems like a, he seems like he's genuinely excited to be here, to be a part of this team, to play in the garden. Like he's, he's like, he's bummed out that there's not going to be fans in the building, uh, for the first, for the first, you know, preseason game in the garden. Yeah. Like he's really genuinely bummed out. He seems. And so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, Noah will be around past this year at least. Gotcha. Question uh, question ten comes from I I, I, hey, I just Funderneck, I see it. I yeah. can't even I, I I I'm trying to think of a like a a fun a more fun introduction than just David Futternick. But I mean but I you think could call name, him a regular guest. I think I think his name alone, like on mailbag pods, just you know there's something good coming question wise. After I you just you know you just know there's nothing else that needs to be said about David. You just the qu- He's funny. Uh, I'm, Dave, I, I, I'm, I, I always try to take a David question. They're, they're I'm, I'm getting you. I'm, you and out of sight. We gotta. We gotta book it. We gotta make a date. So, uh, what is what is David's <laughs> question? What would be the best way to get rid of Julius Randle? My personal preference would be shooting him into the sun on a big missile, but maybe that's too cruel. He'll hang up and listen to to your thoughts. I can I just say. I find my this is gonna Julius Randle is gonna put me in therapy. 
He really is. And I'm going to bill him. I'm going to find out his, his address. I'm just going to I send think him you're bill. using Julius Randall as the as, no, a, because, as a microcosm for No, because for, for Nick's related uh insanity. It's That sounds like need, me defending Randall too. I don't want to He just sure. needs to be better. He needs right? to be better. Like he just needs he needs to stop doing the things. Yeah, like some, the, there's th- there's things that he does that like just need to stop. And they like a new coach came in, and they're that they're not like is this like an old habits die hard? Like like what like but it's not like a habit. It's not like he's like biting his nails. Like he's like intentionally taking the basketball and sending himself full speed into multiple defenders standing in the paint of the basketball court and but being it's like, like ah. <laughs> but I've <laughs> seen make him. something I, happen this time. I have clip after clip already in this young preseason of him making just smart, simple passes. He's made a couple of like slightly higher, not high level passes, but like, you know, good. I, t- I texted you about one of them. Him, You know, there was a, a transition opportunity. Yes. Elf gets it down, but it's like, why? Like we're to the point where we're like handing out like individual per assist, like gold medals for passing the ball and not doing thing. something He's stupid just, with it. It's just about getting, rid of those half a dozen possessions a game that result in either a terrible shot and, or a turnover. And like, maybe I'm being kind by saying half a dozen, maybe it's, I was going to like say a six. dozen. Well, but six like, is light. Like I, I haven't, I didn't go back and, and I, I mean, I went back and rewatched game one, but I didn't rewatch it purely with an eye on Randall and maybe my tally would be different, but it didn't feel like he had more than five or six, Put okay. Let me rephrase that. Putting aside the last five minutes of the game, which him and Peyton reverted back to last year's form, up until that point, that was a that that was that was bad. <laughs> I don't think he had five plays that I really you know shook my head at. It was maybe a couple, and then game two it was more of a reversion back to back to form. So, you know, look uh, to answer David's question, I would send him on the ferry, the Staten Island ferry, um, which I had to take every day, twice a day for four years to go to high school. And um, that thing is, 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 it's, 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 it's not what you want. And uh, it doesn't make you feel good about any of your choices in life, whether you are going to Staten Island or you are coming from Staten Island. The point is that Staten Island is involved pr- prominently. <laughs> um, and, and that's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, and my whole family is from Staten Island and I could say this um, it's just, yeah. So that's how I would send him. I would, I would maybe attach the rocket to the ferry uh, and see, just get it just to get it going. Yeah, you know, send it to Jersey. But isn't isn't part of the hey hey? Oh yeah, that's right. You're Jersey. Hey, isn't part of the isn't part of the the experience like like the the sitting and sulking and sorrow about just being on the Staten? Like I feel like I which feel makes like it fitting for Julius Randle because I, part of the Julius Randle experience. You can't speed the, you can't speed the ride up. Listen, I I again I wanted to speed that ride up every single time I was ever on it. Um, it is, it is. So a, don't is, give him that. Don't give him that satisfaction. As it well, is, it is a floating Kafka novel. I don't know if you know <laughs> what that means. But I don't. I don't know how to spell what it is. You just said, <laughs> Oh my God. It's bad enough that you didn't know what you never watched a die hard. Now you don't know what. Okay. Look up Kafka. K A F K A. Um, th- that's your homework for tonight. Um, yeah. So I, that's what All I right. would do. Um, but hold on, but we have, I think we have one more question left. And before we get to it, I do want to read a, a quick word from our sponsor. Let me tell you, Chris, if we did send Julius Randle, put him on the Star on Ferry and rocket it to outer space, right. um, he, he might get injured. Well, I mean, you have to take into account the upward trajectory of, of when, you know, the rocket that, that could possibly send him flying within the confines of the, we, we need to put a lot of padding. Well, in any case, um, if he did get injured, um, you know, he would like the Knicks have good medical care because he would eventually come back because he's Julius Randle. He's always going to come back. He's like Freddie or Jason. Um, so he'd recover. But unfortunately, when one of us is injured because of someone else's negligence, like not properly tying a rocket to the Staten Island Ferry, it can be a life changing event. And when that happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. Here's what you don't want. Um, you don't want your file to be just one of hundreds on a shelf with others. You don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. And you definitely want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. 
The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi gives every client their personal cell phone numbers to call 24-7. They limit the number of clients they represent at one time, and they have a long track record of taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court and winning. And while prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, you could learn more about Faruqi and Faruqi by going to nylegalteam.com. Um, one more time to go check out Faruqi and Faruqi, visit their website, nylegalteam.com. What's our last question? Well, on the topic of crunch time, John, at Nathan. Nathan- <laughs> my drink. Thank you. <laughs> It's, it's, it's exceptional podcasting. At, I'm telling you, we are we are like a textbook sham. Um, at Native Sun 45, based on potential, what is the Knicks' best crunch time lineup? It's a really complicated question um, because so am I? I'm going to assume like. Like right now, or am I projecting like five months? Nah, of growth? I would think for for the season. Like, like what right, is the like best now. crunch? Okay, what is the best crunch time lineup? I you think can you add can, a caveat if you want. Like, oh, give no, it I two think, months. Here's, here's and the then. caveat. Because I don't like saying their best crunch time lineup right now is boring because it's probably going to include like Alfred Payton and Julius Randle. Just being honest, um, is that stupid? Is that wrong? I mean, I'm sure somebody will. No, I, I had a, I mean, the thought crossed my mind that like, many people Peyton will think that that's stupid. Um, are probably right now, maybe, like, maybe if not, you you could do personally, I'd go like Frank, Burks, RJ, one, two, three. Um, keep, keep Alfred off the floor, but I'd get if you put Randall in the lineup. Like, I, I, I right now, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, okay. Um, yeah, but I don't want to give that answer. I, I want to give the best what I what I the best crunch time lineup. The, I can, the question is based on potential. So yeah, that I could reasonably expect to see this year. Um, I think it includes Mitch. I think any version of this team that's good this year includes Mitch making some kind of a mini mini leap. Um, Lock uh, RJ. What's that? Lock Lock. Oh RJ yeah, RJ. Mitch, I'm yeah. sorry, that goes without saying. Um, Yes, RJ, 100,000% RJ. So RJ, Mitch, um, hmm. do I think Toppin will be ready to be part? Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he will. I think I, I'm, I don't want to get scared off by one iffy preseason game where, as he said today, he felt like he was rushing it. Um, I, yeah, so I think it's going to be Obi. I think it's going to be Mitch. I think it's going to be RJ. Um, man. Am I really going to? I gave my picks for the one and two. I, I I know you might take the the available. I know what I want to say, but it feels it feels silly elf. to say this. No, I'm not saying elf. I know what I want. But you know what I want to say? I want to say Emmanuel quickly and Frank Nolakina. That's what my heart wants to say. Right, based and off feel, potential. Yeah, and I feel as, like that would be like that lineup I mentioned earlier. Just like those five. I know Kevin Knox and DSJ don't make the cut. I can't uh, of that for five the, man lineup. But for the life of me, I can't see I can't, I can't see Kevin Knox being a part of that. I wish I could. Like crunch time, Kevin Knox is not. There's there's summer league, Kevin Knox. There's there's we've met you know, rookie of the month, Kevin Knox. There's uh there's sophomore year, Kevin Knox. Throughout all I, I don't think crunch time Kevin Knox, Knox is, is we're not guy. there yet. Um no. here I'll say it's look, it's RJ, it's Obi, it's Mitch, it's I think it's Frank. There you um, go. And again, I, I, who the hell knows? Maybe he's not on the team by the time we this podcast comes out, or maybe uh, I will blame you, as you should. And I, okay. but I know I think he's he's going to be here. He's not he's not going anywhere just yet. I know he he will um, he will be here. He just if if I will, yeah. I like everything I've seen from Frank this year. I have no reason not to put it not to include him in this in this fivesome. Um, but that last. That last spot is tough because you could make an argument for Burks. You could make an argument for Rivers. I can't say quickly. I can't say quickly as a rookie. Um, it would be either Rivers or Burks. I think I was going to say Burks, Rivers quickly is the, the 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 bunch to pick from. I went. This is why. This is why I went. But do Burks. I take out? Do I take out Frank and put in a second one of like do Rivers I Rivers and hit, Burks? Rivers, well, Burks, Barrett. Was, R- Rivers, Burks, Barrett. Ob, Mitch, that might be their bet. 
them if you're if you're if you're mixing both actual best and then potential best for potential like all yeah that might be it i think that's it because i think you're you're banking on like well you're banking on rj doing what we talked about before and making a little mini leap as a playmaker and And then if he's doing that if he's if he's doing that then you can afford the spot to to frank to have out there on defense which yeah, is but then if we're being like in wildly time, optimistic, quite... yeah. But if we're being wildly optimistic within reason, then Frank's three point shot comes along, right? And it's not that much of a drop off from Burks or I mean, he, he's probably he could be a better three point shooter than Austin Rivers right now, for all we know. Um, I think it's I think new, Burks. I like the new shot form. It's not new, new. It's just tuned up. I like it. I got to go Burks. I got to go Burks and I gotta, I'll go. It's really interesting. But Rivers, Rivers and Frank, cause they're, they're kind of like, they have similar, you know, qual- I'll go Frank. I'll go Frank. I'll, yeah, I'll... Give me, give me the defense. Come on. Yeah. No, yeah, because that's the thing is like, I'd see the other thing about RJ. I haven't talked about his defense has been really nice this year so far. That's something that I think I tweeted out at some point that that's a, that's an aspect of his game that I'd love for us to just like, wake like i'd love to wake up to a newsletter from you one day and that's like by the way rj barrett's super good at defense i'm like oh yeah i didn't even notice that like you know he's having a great it's like i, I ran out of room that's just gonna that's something that's gonna come along because he's, he's as strong as he is and he's as smart as he is and he understands you know what i mean so he's a hard worker like all that stuff i just can't see good defense not being born out of the fires that are his like <laughs> determination yeah uh, you, you know no, I'm, I mean? I'm 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 with you um yeah i'm with you i uh man i want to see that i want to see that group out there um yeah. it's crazy I'm, I'm like they're really for for as for as the the fact that their offense has looked like it like i wrote whatever it was two weeks ago like how can they or whatever a week ago how can they figure out how to have a top 20 offense at this point i'm trying to figure out like can they have like a top 20 seven offense <laughs> you know based on but based on how we've seen f- through two games but at the same right. time there is there is legitimately a good deal of stuff to get excited about it's just it, there's also like there's you know we're gonna see um we were playing detroit twice and and you look at their roster construction think about what happens you know when we play say a, a team that's a little more small ball oriented that might be tough for someone like obi on defense for example but on offense rj is gonna have a field day well I think, so, you know, there's different matchups to be seen. I think, I, I think, you know, we got to see how we do against different types of teams as well. I think that's fair, but at the same time, um, they are going to have nights where teams shoot them out of the building because the defensive scheme that they're running requires, as we were touching on before with Knox, just such awareness. Such. The amount of corner threes I've seen Kevin Knox, like, and I, I this is not just to like, it's not just you know, Knox, pile so. shit on Knox. No, it's but it's just, not just but Knox. Knox himself. The just the amount of threes I've seen Knox himself give up in the corner because he had a foot in the paint and did not make it out. Yeah, but he's supposed to have. I know he's supposed to. So I'm saying, just like the amount of times I've seen that happen, like it's. Ha- I can just yes. see that happening more times throughout the season. You know, uh, it's just like the, you, you you see the situation start to unfold and you're like, okay, this is the, the Knicks are going to allow a corner three-pointer and then the ball gets moved into the corner and then not, you know, like whoever it yeah. is, isn't there fast. Yet. No, I, I just, you can tell, you can tell the way, you know, we all, the, we, we play and, and it's, it's too early to make any, you know, final determinations, but I think, but I'm, I'm because of our talent level. Yeah. With our, with our talent level, you can safely say like, we're going to screw up a lot. So <laughs> yes, I think that is safe to say. Yeah. Um, so, all right. On that note, um, this was fun. We kept it. We we kept it under. We always kept it to forty five minutes, which was my original intent. But um, under under an hour is is good. Um, Chris, anything um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, I've got nothing besides uh, if I can do a shameless plug. Uh, do you plug whatever you want? M- me, Chris, and then Chris Cortez. Uh, oh yeah, you have a podcast <laughs> on the the Bleed Orange and Blue Pod. Had an episode go up a couple days ago, just about our our expectations for the season um, and how we think the season might go. You know, so uh, we also touched on uh, draft free agency 
um, thoughts quickly. So we have, we have a new episode up and uh, it's getting some good support. So, so thanks to everyone who's checked it out already uh, for your support. And, and that's my, that's my only thing to plug is the bleed orange and blue podcast with Chris and Chris. Podcast is going to be bigger than this, this podcast pretty soon um, <laughs> with, with, with takes like I spit out shit um, should, should be bigger than this already. Um, I have, I have nothing uh, to plug. Too kind. Uh, no, you're doing, you're killing it. You know that. Um, I, what do I have to plug? I'll plug my, oh man, it's in the kitchen. I I can't get up and get it. I was going to plug my daughter because she, uh, <laughs> I can't, it's in the kitchen. I can't her, get up no, and she get is, it. No, it's a, something she made. She made a rainbow earlier today and I wanted to, um, plug the fact that she made a rainbow and it was really nice. Uh. And, but not only that, um, she signed her name and it was like the best she's ever written her name. Hey. Um, by by herself and i i was going to show it on the but it's it's in the kitchen and my i think my wife is upstairs so she can't <sighs> get it um so i'll just plug her serial killer writing again so shout out to scarlet ray for doing that um man what is going through this kid's head there's just random letters on here it's like you end up like some like historian watches this podcast. They find out that it's like actually some ancient Egyptian like it looks, code for something. It's I don't she's know. got the she's got the the nuclear codes or or something. I just she's, I, it's good she's thing, got some going on. It's a good thing we don't have a dog. Otherwise, the dog might be telling her to you know uh, you know poke poke mommy and daddy with a knife. Uh, that's that you don't you don't even know you probably don't even know who son Sam is. No. Oh Jesus. What do you do with you? You really, you know, like someone needs to put you through a course of like things you need to know as a as a as a person. Okay, so you have my up- movie list. I'm making progress. I watched uh, I watched Moneyball, which wasn't on it, I don't think, but but it, I watched that movie, which I which you told me a different time that I should watch. So I but watched like, that. That one. shouldn't be a movie that somebody has to tell you to watch. It came out when you were already like like twelve or whatever, eleven or something. I don't really do movies. It's just never been. Oh my god. What is wrong? We, got, we gotta. I gotta. I, I, we. I gotta get out of here before I before I fall back into a, just a scrutiny that. Have you watched Mank yet? On on we're we're really going off the rails here. But have you watched Mank on on Netflix? No. Oh, fuck. Do yourself a favor and do me a favor and do the universe a favor, because I did this and I had Andrew seen... Yash Oz. I'm sorry. I'm Go. So- Take, now that you're home for whatever or have no work for a month and a half, take a day, take a day. And I think actually this is when I watched Citizen Kane right after I graduated from college. I had my own apartment in the city. I had no nobody, you know, not a lot of friends in the city yet. So I just I, I would there was a video store. We used to have things called video stores where you'd go and get a, a, a tape and right. put it into your VCR and you press play. And you watch, and a movie would appear. So I went. I would go rent old movies, and I would just spend my days watching old movies because I'm a big loser. But go watch Citizen Kane, and then after you're done watching Citizen Kane, turn on Mank on Netflix, and then watch Mank. And you will, and you will thank me for this. It it will take roughly four hours and twenty minutes of your life, but it will be worth it. I promise you. I need to write this down. Okay, please. Very good. And to everybody who's had to listen to this conversation for the last 10 minutes, I apologize. I'm this sorry. is, this is how things are though. This is, this is the, this is the way things go. The KFS behind the scenes. <sighs> like, like it's not basketball. It's just, I just, it's like, what, what am, what am I doing wrong? And then I, I just look to fix those things. I mean, That's you're just... doing everything right in like life. Shit, <laughs> culture, culturally, we got to get you caught up kid. Like, Oh my God. All right. All right. Written down. Okay. Thank, thank you. you for the recommendation. Thank you to the listeners for thank listening. You. Yes. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Stay safe. Get, stay safe. Wear a mask. If we didn't get to your question today, I apologize. Um, we send again. We'll, we'll, we'll try to bang out even more next time. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We will be back with another one. Um, I'm sure before you know it. Um, actually, I think the next. Oh, yeah. Friday. You're going to hear a conversation between me and Paul Nepper. Who wrote cool. a book? Yeah, who wrote a book about the '90s Knicks? And we, I actually recorded that conversation a few days ago. We had a, a great talk and uh, a lot of insight and, into and some some good stories uh, that you have not heard. Um, I, I get that, that's why I, you said his name, and I'm I'm excited to hear this episode because I did I was not alive for that era. Of well, life. you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot of, if you if you listen to this. A nice 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 tidy forty minutes or so. So that's coming out on Friday and. Um, 
check out what else check out the periscopes after the games uh newsletter um the whole the whole thing all right uh see everybody later have a good rest of your week